Welcome to Multimedia Failure. Every other week, we watch a movie based on a video game and then rank them against each other arbitrarily. I'm your host, Jason Ariola, and fighting against the forces of darkness that totally aren't ripoffs of xenomorphs from Alien are... Vanessa Cahill. John Lucero. <laughs> and this week we watched Alone in the Dark, another Uva Bowl joint, and God help us, I'm gonna say... In this I don't know, maybe it's the going stir crazy. I don't think this was nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't um, as bad as the other one. <laughs> it was not. That's this for is, sure. Well, I'll give credit to Mr. Bold. This is better than House of the Dead. <laughs> this is... Yes. Uh, it's just- this could be his tour de force. This could be his masterpiece, honestly. His magnum opus. We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, know. which is which is, is. <laughs> which is which is really sad. That's like saying that's that's like saying loose stool is better than burning diarrhea. So we 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 can say before we even do this episode that Alone in the Dark will not get the ignominious honor of being lower <laughs> than House of the Dead. <laughs> Ooh, ignominious. That's a good. That's a good big word there. I like that, John. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, so Alone in the Dark released January 28th, 2005. Um, it was budgeted at $20 million, and did either of you guys happen to look at how much it made? No, no. $22 million. Okay. <laughs> was, uh, 20, $21 million. <laughs> John is closest without going over because it lost money and made $12 million, Ooh. or $12.7 million. Wow. Yeah. It lost yeah. more money than House of the Dead. It got a sequel, though. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah. Well, remember, 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 John. We've talked about this. These are tax scams. <laughs> These are not movies. They are tax scams that Uva Bowl somehow got away with. Oh man, there's so many more of them too. Yep. Oh boy, are there. So, all right. Before we get started here, uh, familiarity with the Lone of the Dark. Do you, you guys have any familiarity with the series at all? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Big, big, big. Nope. <laughs> uh, I am away. I've never played in Alone in the Dark. I'm aware of at least three of them. Not four. There's that multi that shitty multiplayer one too. Uh, I know that the first one is like generally considered the first survival horror game. Uh, it, it definitely has not aged well. I haven't even played it. I can tell you that from what I've seen. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Super Famicom, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I want to say it's Super Famicom. Uh, uh, Vanessa, if you want to look that up, it's uh, that game's supposed to be scary. If you just want to look at what it looks like, um, it's uh, it's something. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's that there's that there's a PS one I think uh, era or PS two yes. maybe Alone in the Dark. And uh, then there's the yes to both uh, the 360 one with the fire tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's supposed to be god awful. So yeah, and I, your and your inventory system. That's your trench coat. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah, my uh, so all my knowledge of Alone in the Dark is that it seems to be a really good a, a waste of a pretty good name for a horror video game. So, <laughs> so um, I played the most recent one, I guess that uh, the 361. I kind of got through the first level of it. Then uh, I, there's like a driving segment. Oh yeah, that, that you're trying to get through, and my car literally fell through the bottom of the geometry and just kept plummeting. And I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> and that was the end of it. So I played about three hours of that. Yeah, it took me that long because the game kept crashing. And then that happened, and I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm, I'm done. Sorry, buddy. It, it, it was trying a bunch of stuff like that. The trench coat stuff and the fire tech. It was like it had ideas. I don't know. I didn't, mm-hmm. Were any of them were they interesting at all? There? Not that I remember. <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John, so here's the thing: if I see somebody juggling a chainsaw, a like blowtorch that's active, and a rabid like pit bull, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. But that does not mean it's a good idea, and that I'm going to feel bad for him when he gets. Cut in half, eaten, or burned. One or the other. You know? it, or all three, if maybe. If he succeeds, though, that's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, I completely agree. But guess what? Alone in the Dark did not succeed with what it was trying to do with all the cool stuff. So, Because <laughs> there was that multiplayer game recently. Is like you think this Was is, there? Yeah, there was. It was terrible. <laughs> so, I yeah, was unaware of this thing. Yeah, it's like a existence. multiplayer sh- shooter, I want to say. A uh, third-person shooter. And yeah, I suppose that's supposed to be god awful. Uh, I don't. I, 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 Surprise! Also, I, so I don't know. I have no idea if the lore in this movie is anything close to the actual game lore. I have no idea. Oh shit! If I sure don't, I can't tell you that either. <laughs> so we're gonna go. We're gonna operate off the fact that this is exactly what the game is about. Mm-hmm. At least one of them, maybe. <laughs> I I don't know. I really don't know. And I'm trying to look up that game, but uh, like 
Alone in the Dark Illumination? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. It's supposed to be awful. The game is up to four-player cooperative experience with four distinct player characters working together to solve a mystery in an action horror city. Some characters wield fire, fire, yeah, firearms, whereas others use magical abilities. Players make their way through levels with randomly generated elements such as enemy locations, locked doors, or... Okay, I get the idea. Who cares? Jesus, yeah, it sounds stupid. <laughs> Uh, so you do a pretty good job of selling stuff that I'm not interested in until I lose interest completely. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, don't play any Alone in the Dark games. <laughs> so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the the first yeah I, for some reason I always get like Alone in the Dark and the Clock Tower series like conflated in my head. Those are it's better. The same. They're not great. Yeah. Those aren't great either, but they're better. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I played the third one and I was like, oh, this one kind of sucks. Okay. <laughs> so I do remember just like the. the it's got a very iconic image of like you know a guy with gigantic pair of scissors yeah, coming scissor after hands. you. It's like that's a that's a yeah. cool thing. <laughs> yeah, Sciz- no, no, Scissor Man, Scissor Man, Scissor Man. Yeah, he's the villain with Vanessa in Clock Tower. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yep, real scary stuff yeah, there. So, terrifying. all right, guys, we ready to go? Let's get this uh, shit show on the road. Let's talk about this uh, movie we watched. This all right film. Yes, with a capital F. Remember. So all right, so. Good. Uh, so Guys, we're starting off with a prophecy. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. It's as close to a prophecy as we've seen in quite a while. I know. I, I think that's a trend. I, I think that is a trend that these uh, movies that we've been watching lately have kind of bucked. So I don't know if we should really draw attention to it anymore because it seems like that's sort of fallen off. I feel like it's we can draw We can note it now. That, you know, it's like, oh, shit, a prophecy. It's like good. It's like for old times sake, we're getting a prophecy. Yeah. Also, it's like kind of comfort food. Super long. Oh. <laughs> like I was wondering if this was a uh, just a like a movie that you read for a while. I was like, how long is this going on? So I, so I do have a fun fact about this one. This was added because the first viewers of this movie were too confused by the plot, so they were like, we need to add this giant text scroll so that they understand. Well, I I could see that, you know, because I honestly I don't know if I would have understood what the hell was going on if I didn't have this. Oh so. no way! I can't. I honestly like, can't okay. imagine the movie without this giant text scroll at the beginning. <laughs> Well, right, yeah. it's, it's like a, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> it, it also takes a really weird, like really weird turn by the end of it with like the orphan stuff. It's uh, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. wow, <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, the uh, this text scroll kind of also kills a lot of the surprise. Like at the end, too, you're like, oh, oh wait, what? Like, oh, okay, well, that would have been a lot more impactful if I didn't know that's literally that fucking happened. But okay, right. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, so this whole thing is basically this long text scroll, just to kind of sum it up, is a long-lost Native American civilization called the Abkhani opened up another dimension and managed to get or managed to get close to it, but something got through, uh, so they ended up closing it. Government starts collecting the Abkhani artifacts. The director of the agency in charge of it, uh, Lionel Hudgens, began experimenting on kids after the government shut him down. The kids survived as sleepers, lost souls, awaiting the moment of their calling. Whatever the fuck that means. But, yeah, so that's about the end of it. That's I, I was that's the gist of what you need. By Lionel Hudgens just being able to, be, to, to do normal work afterwards. I assume he'd be right? in prison. Uh-huh. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. in Guantanamo Bay or something. Like a bad prison. Really bad prison. <laughs> yes. Like, I, when he was in the movie, just in the movie, I was like, wait, that's the, that's the orphan guy? <laughs> Why is he? Uh-huh. Why is he not in prison? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, was yeah. This, well, was, I mean, was, was I mean, how many how many Nazi scientists did we use over here? So yeah, after fair, the war fair. ended, so so uh, yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> really really good comparison. To, uh, Nazi scientists. Yeah. Uh, just 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 say it is all. <laughs> was, this set, was this setup uh, interesting to you guys at all? <laughs> Native American uh, mm. alternate dimension. Uh, uh, as as a guy who's you know part Native American, I'm a little tired of the uh, uh, Native Americans are always uh, the spirits are angry or you've angered the spirits. Uh, I mean that's yes. basically that's basically their their notes and everything is that, and it's just like oh god, just for once in a fucking just. I mean I guess it's better than just the you know um, the savages that get portrayed as in um, you know westerns, but mm. eh. <laughs> yeah. Uh... At least we got at least we got a you know represented as an advanced civilization that just got destroyed because we went a little too far yeah <laughs> wait are the are the are the upcoming atlantis sort of atlantis is that what happened basically is that the, the myth of atlantis kind of got 
transpose with these guys because they were an advanced civilization that got punished for their deep. Oh wow, this movie makes a lot more sense now, doesn't it? Unless no, Atlant- it unless Atlantis also takes place in this universe, then then it's just you know they're just really unlucky. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's get on with this thing here. So, all right, so there's a kid running through the woods, a bunch of people with dogs looking for him. And then we make a real quick cut to 22 years ago. A nun and a guy in a suit are... Go ahead. Go ahead. This, this scene is 22 years ago, though, right? Like, this whole thing is 22 years ago, isn't it? Like, yeah. Because that's why I was... Yeah, I, I do. I'm like, why did it say 22 years ago and we're in the I, same I, scene? <laughs> I know. I don't know. Yeah, we're in the same timeline yet. It doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, so, a nun and a guy in a suit are talking about making children disappear. I'm kind of not really already liking this movie. And then another guy comes in to let them know that one of them went missing during transportation. And then we cut to the kid hiding in an electrical station. Uh, cops pull up to the orphanage. None is lined up with the police about the kids disappearing. And then we cut back to the kid where we see some demon wolves or something reflected in his eyes. Now, all of a sudden Christian Slater wakes up on a plane and the kid next to him <laughs> won't shut the fuck up. Christian Slater starts scaring the kid that he should be afraid of the dark. Hey, whatever shuts him up, I guess, right? Ruin that kid's life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> kid's going to be sitting there just like, you know, cr- you know, like holding his knees every night now before bed, just sitting there shaking back and forth. Right, and, that strange you know man ruined his life. Yeah, that, that kid was kind of a shithead. I mean, he just, yeah. You want to see my coloring book? Awesome. Like, what the fuck, like? Ten-year-old says that. Also, don't forget that he's wearing his signature trench coat. That's really cool. <laughs> the entire <Wow>. time <laughs> on the plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, I no, this wasn't pre-9/11, so okay, never mind. I was thinking like, yeah, it's a different world. No, no, never mind. Anyway, uh, Christian Slater starts narrating, tells um, him that we might think he's an asshole for scaring the kid for. A re- for no reason. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason we think you're an asshole, Christian. Uh, <laughs> but he's just trying to protect him. He goes on and on and on about the dark world that surrounds us. He gets in a cab. Some other guy follows him in a cab. Slater later explains he lost his memory. His name is Edward Carnby. Carnby. At least we get his that's name, the, though. That's even the name. If it's that's, stupid. The main, that's, that's the only one with our character. That's him. So, and Edward Carnby. Yeah, that's the main yeah. character in All Alone in the Darks, I believe. Yep, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. So, so, so this, cap, but hey, this cap scene is like my favorite scene in the entire movie. <laughs> it's stupid, but that's my, okay. My favorite part uh, about this cab, like the cab driver that he gets in with is like, uh, you, you want me to lose him? Like one, what cab driver would ever be like, well, you want me to lose him? Uh, you know, for the right amount of money, shit, most of right, them would. When shit goes down, he's like, oh my God, this guy's messing up my car. Like, what do you think was going to happen if you got into a yeah, high-speed exactly. chase? <laughs> yes, you dum-dum. <laughs> Oh, God, you got to love it. So, all right. Well, at least we got this guy's name. You know, I'm looking at you, Resident Evil. Uh, So he pulls something out of his bag. The cabbie and him are chatting. Edward explains he's a paranormal investigator and then points out there's a cab that's been following him since they left the airport. You want me to lose him? The cabbie goes to... Yep, yep, yep. You want me to lose him? Yeah, I was like, oh, and they go on what I can only describe as the least thrilling car chase ever. Oh, it's so boring. God, <laughs> I was just out. like, I, I was like, we're like guys, ten minutes like, into this movie, and I'm already zoning out. <laughs> yeah, I was a little worried. I was like, oh god, is this not gonna okay? So the chasing cap spins him uh, in an open air Asian market. The ball guy following them puts the car in reverse. The cabbie's door is stuck. Then Edward jumps out <laughs> and over the other cab before they get t boned. Stay down. Oh, I know, right? It's like, I'm just going to leave him for dead. It's fine. He jumps yeah. out. It's going to stay down so he can die. Pull out of yeah, the yeah. damage. Sorry, Cabby. Yeah. You made a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just slide over to the other seat, dumbass? Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, the ball guy that's been uh, following them jumps down and attacks Edward. Edward kicks him through a window, then runs off. Ball guy jumps through another window to chase him. Grabs the artifact he was carrying. Edward gets up and they fight again. Edward runs off, grabs a gun he, off a cop. I forget he spin kicks the thing out of his hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Very nimble. Uh, yeah. Uh, Christian Slater, um, apparently, uh, yeah, was a little bit more uh, lithe than I gave him credit for. So <laughs> good on you. <ya. laughs> uh, anyway, uh, he grabs a gun off a cop, shoots the ball guy. Ball guy keeps running. He shoots him again, but this time through a block of ice, which slow I don't motion. understand why they took the time to do this. But. Yeah, don't, don't worry. It was in slow-mo. He also shot twice, you know, to break the ice first. Uh, and then it, and then it shot a second time until it would actually hit him. Yeah, he's just open yeah. fire on this guy in the middle in the middle of this busy place, too. Uh, for, you know, no concern for anyone else. 
but he's, not a, no, he's but, not a great guy. Yeah. No, but he's a crack shot, man. I mean, look, he he got two bullets right behind each other. I mean, <laughs> while diving. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right. Oh, so anyway, that shot didn't do anything to the guy either. He ends up shooting him in the leg. They fight again. Edward manages to flip him over and onto a spike, and that finally seems to kill the guy. Yeah, you know, and we also don't find out why that specifically kills him for a while in the movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, at first I yeah. was like, why did that kill him? He got shot. Yeah, I didn't understand that. There's a lot of yeah. like impalement happening in this movie, too. A lot of people get impaled. Yeah, there's a lot of gore for gore's sake in this movie. It's all, yeah. it's all they have. There's a lot of... Hopefully, hopefully Gord yeah. watches it, at least. You know, they're doing it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez. All right, so Tara Reid, who's playing Aelin Cedric? Is that her name? Aelin? Yeah. That, it is Aelin, Aelin? <laughs> Aelin Cedric. <laughs> yeah. Who just, the fuck I, wrote this? I just realized that's her name. I don't know why that wasn't <laughs> funny to me before. <laughs> Aelin Cedric. Oh, my God. So, uh... Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, if I had really thought about it, I should have just called her AC throughout the whole movie at this I point. Say tar but... read. Yeah, it's not a <laughs> yeah. Read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. This was before she took a nosedive off of well, a nosedive into a nose <laughs> of cocaine. This, this, yeah, this is pre uh, way too much Botox. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so security guard brings up her boyfriend who's been missing for three months, and then she storms off. And there's a little scene of the security guard like shooting away the delivery guy because. It just was like okay. That also, not really be necessary. Also, the security guard is like, yeah. Hopefully, this is keep her mind off her boyfriend who's been missing for three months. Basically, it's like, oh my yeah. gosh, he's such an asshole. <laughs> it's like that's probably not something you should ever bring up like around her. But you know, whatever. I guess just joke about that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not not a big deal, right? So. All right, so we cut to Hudgens, uh, who, yeah, again, should be in jail. I don't know why he's out just walking about like like it's nothing, just at a curator for a museum. But uh, he's out on a boat and has found the Erebus, which, what the fuck is the Erebus? It's Did you that... guys notice who the, who the seaman was, the sea captain? Yes, uh, he's a character actor. Not the actor himself, but I'm pretty sure that this is the backstory we were asking for from House of the Dead. Oh. This is the one one handed sailor. <laughs> this is, this is oh, him. so he survived. So he survived. He's just missing a hand now. No, no, this is before. So he went on from this somehow. Oh, that's what I mean. He, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, he survived this and just lost a hand, and then that's okay. It all oh, makes sense. Yeah, okay. So we got. So we got it. Exactly. Universe. Oh the my god. Yeah. Oh. Bit off his hand. And he fell into the water. The other guy found him, and they became best friends. So you're, what, you're telling, what you're telling me is all these movies take place in the same universe? Yep, they sure do. Okay, okay I like it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm with that. I'm with it. All right, so the boat captain and Hudges go to check out the cargo. At, then we. This is, this is a part where I... This shit, like, as a guy who's got to write the notes for these movies, it drives me nuts when they cut... For two minutes, and then cut two minutes, and then cut two minutes, and it's just like back and forth, back and forth. Like, you guys just fucking make this one cohesive shot on each side. Just God, you're talking about, for, you're talking about the weird alley easy. scene we're, we're cutting to next. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, they cut to Edward walking down an alley and is like hearing shit. He walks into a warehouse that he set up as as a, or at his home uh, with some rather fancy kind of albeit clashing uh, decor. <laughs> he's uh he's studying his stuff with the Anubis Glyph Reader three point five. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, you read yeah. that? <laughs> uh, it's uh, also anyway. all, all this too was before. Like I realized he had at some point in his life a real job, and like this guy's just like a novice treasure hunter, paranormal investigator, and somehow he affords this giant warehouse space, which probably you can just find one in Swadnet. But the software, really. Mm-hmm. Well, we we figure out later where he got where he got this software from. Thank God they had the they developed the Anubis, Anubis glyph reader. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Back to the boat, which, again, this is the part, like, just back and forth, back and forth with this shit. Just, I can't. Anyway, uh, the captain has a major hard-on for the cargo being made of gold. <laughs> Hudgens says the Abkani believe gold could contain evil, but we don't even remember why we value it now. It's like, okay, just, just, yeah. Anyway, back to Edward's uh, warehouse. He's checking out some telescoping artifact, and then basically just puts it in the computer yeah and then scans this ancient native american artifact and does it more quickly than computers today can so cool yeah, <laughs> just, he just has this in uh, his warehouse apartment yep, yep that's great <laughs> 
All right, back to the boat. The captain says, whatever is inside must be worth a fortune. Hudgens says he has no idea. And then the captain hits him with or in the gut and says he's looking forward to fighting out. And guys just can't possibly go badly. No, I, I was like, they, man, this movie's going to end pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they open it up and something growls. Edward collapses and a few other people just stop what they're doing and walk away. We hear a bunch of gunfire on the boat. Awfully heavily armed for a just random cargo ship, right? Anyway... Uh, and Hudgens barricades himself in the room they've thrown him in. Hudgens opens up the hatch, and there's dead bodies everywhere. He opens up a secret compartment and grabs something yeah, out with of there. The ancient, uh, with the ancient Abkani automatic locks. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> uh, this, uh, some of the, yeah, some of the just interstitial stuff in this movie is just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Also, anyway. was, so that thing was inside that chest? Like, it was just, yeah. in, yeah. just in there, not, doing, not making any yeah. noises before that? Nope. Yep, Under, just, just chilling. So it's, been, it's been trapped in the ocean for... Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem, man. This movie. Don't 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 think about it too hard, John. I'm trying not to think about like why the world. Like I don't know. You guys need to but maybe I missed the part where the rest of them escape. (laughs) Like (laughs) at first I was like, oh, oh, they cut, they they they, like come out of like a portal or something in there or something. It's like they come out of the darkness. It's like no, they have a place where they actually live. That guy, that one was just (laughs) trapped in that box for a really long time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a lawyer. To the other ones. You know what? All of this just reminds me of uh, uh, Nausicaa, of the Valley of the Winds. The, uh, the the big bugs, they were just, they they missed each other, so they went and attacking everything around them, and they just went on a rampage because of that. They they meant us no harm, right? <laughs> Don't compare <laughs> Miyazaki film to this garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Jeez. Uh, Alright, so we cut to Bureau 713, the Agency for Paranormal Investigations. Apparently, paranormal investigator is a real job here and isn't, like, hunting for Bigfoot or some such fuckery. Yeah, they're (laughs) well-funded. Yeah, oh boy, are they. Yeah. All right, so they're getting a bunch of high-level paranormal readings. Who gives a shit? Uh, Edward calls someone from 713 for a favor in finding one of the people that walked off. Apparently, he worked there at one point. Edward heads to the orphanage to try to get some answers. The nun from the beginning of the movie shows up. She gets uh, their files for him so he can work on finding them. And then we find out Edward left 713 because he was never going to find the answers he was looking for. Uh, because every time he found an Upconny thing, it got classified. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyway. That could possibly not be any kind of foreshadowing. No, not at all. All right. Uh, Edward shows up to see Aelin. They hug. She punches him. Like, guess he turned up to be the boyfriend that was missing yeah. for three months. They had a good punch sound effect when she punched him. <laughs> uh, was, he has, you know, he has a, his signatures in his films. Yes, yes, the de- devil's in the details with Uwe Boll. <laughs> anyway, god damn it, I hate this man. Alright, uh, so he shows her an artifact he found. It's a piece of a puzzle, and all the pieces were on different parts of North and South America. The lights start flickering. Rob, the security guard from earlier, goes to check it out. Something starts moving around in the dark. The thing grabs Rob's skull with its tail and then puts a spike right through the back of the of his head that comes out of his mouth. AMF, Rob. AMF. It just, yeesh. Anyway, uh, Edward and Aelin find Rob's body. Like they run away. Is that like a scanner, too, at this point in time? Like an, opcony, or like an object scanner? Or is that, or is that the 7-13-14? Whatever the fuck Seven thirteen. Yeah, and I don't think it actually really ever comes into play again. Get, does it? I don't remember. It, you know, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <sighs> so, <laughs> all right. Um, where was I here? Uh, let's see. Oh, they run away and they hide in a closet. It tries to attack them. Edward shoots it. Then a helicopter drops some agents from 713 in. And they start shooting it. It seems to at least not like it, but it doesn't actually seem to be hurting it. It just kind of gets a little like, ah, damn it, don't do that. And then runs off. Yeah. So. Also, when they were hiding from it, like they hid, they hid, and then they looked to see if it was still there, like immediately, <laughs> and that that yeah. kind of mm. gave them away because they're idiots. Uh, the uh, light show yeah. that goes on during this when they said the lights are out, but the, you know because the, they're electromagnetic that comes up later, but uh, or whatever. It it looked terrible because the lighting in the movie is really high because <laughs> they're on a set, and mm-hmm. it was the whole like you know the movie about being in the dark. It's very, not a very dark movie. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's like there's Except not... the gigantic firefight that happens later. But... Yeah, the dark. And when the, the one time there's an action scene is when you can't see anything. 
<laughs> no, yeah. Well, it's probably for the best. We've we've seen uh, Uva Bowl's uh, action scenes in uh, House of the Dead, and that went on way too long too. Yeah. And that, yeah, I don't I don't really want to see twenty minutes when, of that shit when again. Seven Thirteen shows up with Burke. Uh, he's. I like that his outfit is basically just uh, a SWAT version of the clothes he was wearing earlier. <laughs> his, uh, yeah. his sleeves are his long sleeves are still rolled up, and he's not wearing anything on it because he, he's got to have his hair out because you know he's got that gray hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, how would you recognize him if he didn't have that? You know, if he didn't have his head gear off, right? <laughs> Personally, I'm happy to be able to tell the characters apart. Already, yeah. this is less confusing. Not good, but less confusing than Final Fantasy. <laughs> it's it's true. Uh, boy this uh, is gonna, gonna be worrisome if this turns up better than advent children it's not better than advent children <laughs> but it is less confusing than advent children okay okay fair 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 all right sure let's, let's, it might be better than advent oh let's children. keep moving let's keep moving let's keep moving jeez yeah we're not at the end of the movie here all right let's keep moving so all right um oh god let's see uh, Burke, who seems to be in charge, and Edward get into a little scuffle, except it was a ruse to grab Burke's pass card, so whatever. Uh, Aelin goes back to get her stuff, but Burke gets another agent to follow her. Somehow, Edward's stuck into the agency and is talking to his friend Fisher from earlier. There's nobody else in this agency at all at the moment. Like, nobody. Nobody saw this guy that used to work there just kind of stroll on in. So, yeah. Anyway... He's doing an autopsy on the bald guy Edward fought earlier. He uh, Turns out this bald guy was a 713 agent that went missing 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Fisher pulls out what looks like a centipede out of his spinal column spine and then stuff. pulls out another part of it. I hated the spine stuff. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. It was really gross. Yeah. Yeah, gross. Those little those, like, centipede monsters are pretty disgusting. Yeah. Not, not good Centipedes in general are disgusting, so... Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Hudgens has snuck into the museum and is trying to get Aelin to give him the artifact. The 713 agent uh, that was following her interrupts. Hudgens decides to not argue and says the shipwreck, or the shipwreck he found earlier was nothing. Uh, Fisher is looking at Edward and it turns out he has one of those things inside of him as well. He was electrocuted as a kid and he thinks that may have killed it. Uh, he decides he'd rather leave it in than chance dying having it removed, which, eh, you know, I could kind of see that, I suppose. That was logical. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, although that, I don't know if I could ever sleep again. Yeah, that's very that true. Being fused with your spinal cord. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing too. Like you know, there's a lot of people who like you know get like shrapnel or something stuck in them, and they just have to live with it, or you know, having it removed could kill them. So it's just like, oh, like you know, just kind of that, I guess. Can you it's imagine like, oh, if he ever was like a like a normal doctor's, and they're like, there's something fused with your spinal column that looks like mm. a centipede monster. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's, the that's, the other that's, thing. That's normal. <laughs> the other thing is too the hiring process for this agency cannot be that um robust because they recruited him at 20 years old which i mean i understand like later that it was just them kind of trailing back to getting him or whatever but there was no x-ray at all done on this guy like in his physical where they found this thing embedded in him when they're dealing with supernatural shit and they have they obviously have the capabilities to scan for uh, this uh, Hudgens covered it up. There we go. Yeah. That's got to be what it is, then, right? <laughs> no, but by the time, cool. but by the time he was old enough to do it, Hudgens was already out of the agency. Who knows, man? He should be in prison. Eh, who not, gives a I, shit? I don't trust any. I don't trust any logic yeah. when it comes to Hudgens. No. Yep, yeah, that's very true. All right, uh, Hudgens uh, goes and takes a sample from one of the monsters he has locked up then and injects himself with it. Which, how the fuck has he kept this secret in a museum this whole time? How did he catch one? How did he catch one, right? So that's why I too, was here, like watching this guy. I'm like, what? <laughs> like he has one? Yeah. But also, maybe he but, grew I guess it? later. He's controlling them. But why? Is, if he was controlling I, them, why does he need to put it in a cage in the first place? And why did he inject himself with its like with its goo? I think that was how he controls. Oh right, he them. does that. I forgot about that part. I forgot. Did, that it, did, it, did they make that clear? <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. There, there are uh, there are holes in this movie big enough that you could drive a train through. So you know. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, let's see. Yeah. So he injects himself, and just to make sure uh, that you know he's the bad guy in case you weren't before. So, yeah. The agency calls the monster Xenos. Uh, thankfully, uh, to avoid litigation, there is a Z instead of an X in the Xenos. Oh no, I've been spelling it wrong. I like. Yeah. I like that they literally copied it down to the fucking name <laughs> yeah but that just spelled it incorrectly basically yeah anyway uh fisher goes over some of the types of light or some types of light hurt them and they use bullets tipped with that same light or something like there, that i don't really there are know. so many loopholes of this light bullshit <laughs> it's like uh-huh. re- like they can use it only works on certain 
frequency, so you can still use flashlights, which is a really good excuse to have flashlights in the movie still. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, it's real dumb. Yeah, yeah. real, real dumb. Uh, all right, uh, Edward says he's going to need a lot of those bullets, and then we get a recap from him about what's happened, and yeah, then he takes off his shirt and falls asleep. They're really asleep. going for a noir vibe in this movie with him, aren't like this? The his, all these mo- all these fucking voiceover monologue about what's going on, mm-hmm. his stupid ass trench coat, uh, his dumb voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never been a Christian Slater fan. So they want him to be like an actual detective and yet he's simply a paranormal detective. He's just an asshole with a centipede in his spine. I was gonna say what, you're not a fan of the guy who's just doing a Jack Nicholson impression basically his whole career? Not, not when Jack Nicholson exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Alright, uh so um Aelin goes into Edward's apartment. Apparently they live together, so this was both of their apartments. So that's why the computer's there. Yeah, because it's hers. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Burke leans on Fisher for some info on Edward. Then we cut to Fisher's home. Someone rings their doorbell. His wife goes to answer. He finds her on the floor. And then Hudgens comes up and kind of strangles him and then puts one of those bugs in him and says, You're one of us now. It's like, great. Okay. All right, so Edward and Aelin are looking at the Abkhani artifact and trying to find a location using them and constellations. What they're trying to find, though, they don't really say, so that helps. But somehow they manage to triangulate whatever it is into right in their area. We use it for the constellation. We can see that it's like this on their constellation computer that they're using at that point in time. But... uh... Yeah, the the, uh, the computer they use is whatever it needs to be yeah, at the moment. The Anubis Globebeater 3.5 can do anything you want, anything your heart desires. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So the lights start flickering. Edward gives Aelin a gun, and Edward gets another gun with special ammo and runs off to fight the Xeno. Only it's one of his friends from the orphanage. A bunch of the other orphans show up and attack, but Aelin just kind of pops them off like it ain't no thing. Yeah, she just drops them. <laughs> so, yeah. This, this like, scene. <laughs> she has clearly murdered somebody before. So this, so this one I was confused about because I was like, okay, like you know they're figuring stuff out, and then John appears, and then a, then a bunch of people appear, and it's like, what? Yeah, and she is just <laughs> unloading on them, <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. like, and then there's like they get chased by one of the Zenos, and. Uh, <laughs> Zeno, it's a really Zeno's. bad. It's a really bad, like sort of slow motion chase scene when it's behind them, uh, with a clear green screen. Oh, this movie sucks. This movie is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then uh, Zeno shows up and Edward kills it with some special ammo. The lights go out and now we have a terrible fight scene with the lights off as seven thirteen agents show up to fight them. It's just really kind of a bunch of nothing. This is where we were talking about earlier, where the movie gets real dark and the only light you really get for a good chunk of it is the bullets being fired off and boy, oh boy, this is just, I think this is going to be something we're going to see in every Uva Bowl movie is just action sequences that don't really need to be there and last way longer than they should. With, with really bad music playing over it too. Like this, yes. is, this, oh seems, to his, this seems to be his signature. I guess we'll find out with the house of the dead too, but keep this, uh, you know, this carries on yeah. but so far two for two with these God awful <laughs> yeah. action sequences. Yeah. with terrible fucking music so all right uh burke is trying to capture edward but the rest of the orphans show up and they look suspiciously like the zombies from house of the dead isn't that yeah there's real good zombie acting from these people in this one you know <laughs> yeah yeah all right another fight scene and one of the orphans is asian and he fights an asian agent and they conveniently both know martial arts i guess it's genetic kung <laughs> oh, fu right. that happened <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I had to bring that up. Uh, uh, yeah, I was like, of course. When I was watching it twice, of course this is happening. Uh, uh-huh. Why not? Also, why does the zombie know martial arts? Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, ugh, anyway, so really, much like in House of the Dead, this whole scene goes on way too long. It, nothing really happens, and it's not particularly well done either. There's that weird so, scene with yeah. the with the with the girl. What's her name? I forget what her name is. Uh, and the guy and the guy they go off by themselves, and they're like calling for backup. Also, he's like when they're walking forward, the dude behind her like taps her on the shoulder and gives her like military signals, you know, <laughs> uh, air, air quotes to to go do the same exact same thing she was just doing because she just keeps walking forward. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and they're like, oh. it's like, where's our backup at? Oh, they're in the stairwell. So you're on your own. And then we never get back to them until the until all the action is done. <laughs> so it's like, why do we care what they're doing in this? In oh my god, there and are a lot of scenes like that. <laughs> 
about half this movie, Actually, I, I said, why do we care about that? Like, why is this part of this? Yeah, yeah. A lot of it was like, who is this person? Why Why am I supposed to give a shit? Why are we giving them this much there's, screen there, time? There's so. a crash. Remember Crash? <laughs> the, the, yeah, with a K. Yeah. With a K, thankfully. Yeah, she's the voice lady. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of names in here that I'm like, did you, have you guys like ever heard another human being's name before? I mean, just... <laughs> Ugh, anyway, I mean, okay, anyway. So Brooke is trying to capture Edward, but the rest of the orphans show up and they look suspiciously like zombies. Where was I? God, I lost my spot. Did I, did I maybe? Uh, yeah, hold on. Uh, oh, here, here, here. Uh, okay, I know where I was. Yeah, here. Uh, oh, so they're informed of a lot of Xeno activity in a gold mine and head over there. They get there and, yeah, there's a lot of those agents there. They're basically treating this as the final showdown between the Xenos and them. And then we have a montage of them setting up that lasts way too long. And again, bringing up your point, John, they are obviously very well funded. <laughs> in this like because there is a ton of these people. We're at the gold mine now, right? With the yeah, abandoned, yeah, yeah. the abandoned gold mine. Uh, also, there's 40 minutes left in this movie at this point. I was so yeah. like taken up. Devastating. Like, how, this, how Devastating. is there 40 minutes left of this? Like, what are we going to be doing for the rest of this movie? And it turns out, yeah. A whole lot nothing. of nothing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, thankfully they thankfully they they spent ten minutes setting up and showing us them setting up. So that uh, that took. And a, then he's like, it's like so. we need. It's like look at this place. We need more stuff here. And he's like screaming that. It's like look at this yeah. place. Like four hundred duty. They're already Burke. Like what is is the budget unlimited at just at what the fuck are they called seven something seven thirteen seven thirteen seven thirteen yeah Ugh. yeah. I know. All right. Uh, so a group of them, along with Edward and, and Aelin, are going down yeah. into the gold mine Good itself. Edward, Take a small team and the assistant museum curator down to, down to this gold mine. This, this, yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. Is the, the elite of the elite here. Yeah. Well, see, Edward, I get, but Aelin, like, why? <laughs> I just why bring her? I mean, granted, granted, we did see her just like straight up capture yeah, people. Oh, like, yeah, she's like a it murderer. Was nothing. So she's killed, yeah, she yeah. Had killed, she had killed prior to that for sure. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, all right. So the generator. Oh, um, excuse oh me. The God. Jenny. The <laughs> Jenny. I said Jenny so much. <laughs> no. Uh, Jenny, the, do, Jenny do either of you guys know if anybody? Do do either of you guys know if anybody actually says like Jenny no. for generator for short? No okay. I, I, I was wondering that. if maybe that was like a military thing I was unaware of or something. But yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so they finally get it started, and they have their special lights ready to go. Generator um, it takes forever too. Like this is a really like long sequence of him getting the generator ready for no reason. Like, oh no, there's a reason, and, it, and it, it, it's like a three second payoff. So that's great. But <laughs> all right, uh, one of the agents finds something on the ground. Uh, what he found was a trap, and he falls down like twenty feet and lands into a pit of spikes. So yeah, poor Mar- uh, turns poor, into no tears Marco though. <laughs> they did not care. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do yeah. not care about Marco. <laughs> No, poor Marco. Uh, rest in peace, bro. Anyway, uh, so we see Hudgens at the edge of the forest, and a whole lot of Xenos are charging. Then Fisher shows up, pulls the grenade pin on the guy near the generator, and then blows it up and them. Poor Jenny. Uh, so no more. <laughs> yeah, so no more Jenny and no more Jenner, Jenny guy either. After all of that, that was literally the payoff, was just Fisher to show up for half a second, pull the grenade pin, and then blow them to hell. That was it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why do we need the whole sequence of him taking forever to get it ready? Why didn't just someone show? Why? Eh, whatever. Who cares? No, Who cares? Because, it, because this movie probably had to be a certain length for uh, Uva Bowl to uh, make this officially his tax scam. That, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Also, also why so, did, did okay. any guys suck so bad at getting the generator started? It's like, took a Everybody sucks in this movie, so I mean, it has something to do with it. They hired him without like doing a background check or trying or interviewing him. He just told them that he could have run a generator, and they're like, "Great, hired." No, you know what it was? Um, he he worked at a grocery store prior to this, and the power ran out one day, and he uh, he turned on the generator at the grocery store. Didn't have to actually fix anything, but he just turned it on. It was like, yeah, I, I know how to fix a generator. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's what happened. I love it. And they were like, "Oh, cool." Uh, <laughs> so, you're, yeah. you're the new generator guy. We'll call you. Yeah, Jenny. you're the new no. Yeah, you're the new Jenny guy. So. <laughs> you're the new Jenny. Uh, God damn it. Okay. All right. A big firefight with Xenos and the agency uh, starts up. Uh, the gang keeps looking through the gold mine. Aelin finds a warning in Abkani that basically says, if you're reading this, you're already dead. So just doing kind of a Fist of the North Star nod there. I like that the Xenos <laughs> so. all come from like the woods. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I also like that uh, when they started firing, one dude fired like three bullets and his gun jammed immediately. <laughs> he had to fix that. That was a really weird thing to have at the beginning. <laughs> oh, of the I didn't fight. catch that. I didn't catch that. <laughs> it was like right terrible. in the front, too. It was really stupid. They're um, terrible soldiers. Yeah. I do. I do like while they were setting up. The one guy fired off a misfire, misfire, misfire. Do not engage. Do not engage. It's like what the fuck, really, guys? Yeah. Oh. And uh, I was confused by the logic of the, the 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 light bullets. I forget what they are. The light bullets because they didn't Edward and assistant museum museum curator kill one pretty easily with bullets. But then, uh-huh. they, yeah, they sure did. But these people seem to have they have a lot of trouble killing them with bullets. Oh well, no. That's because Edward took all of them, right? Let's just go with that. Ed- He's an ass. He took a. He- yeah, remember he took a gigantic like suitcase or whatever, or like attaché case thing or whatever, and walked off. So maybe that that's what it was. Maybe. They have no more than that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Shit. It. Yeah. You know. It doesn't really matter. I, I mean, come on, Vanessa. We can't even keep toilet paper stocked in this country right now. So that's true. These special light bullets. So you know, whatever. <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, so the firefight isn't going too well for the agents up top. Uh, one of the agents that got wounded down below gets bit by the equivalent of a face hugger. Just yep. Jesus. Anyway, they're crawling all over the place. The wounded one dies just as the face huggers <laughs> this leave. This whole scene is so stupid of them. Like I don't know why it happened for so long. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, more fighting up top, and everyone is dead now up there. So great. Uh, so the gang keeps uh, going further into the gold mine. They find an old lab that's obviously been abandoned for a long time, and it's obviously where the orphans were experimented on. Uh, Edward finally realizes that 713 is the one that did the experiments on the orphans. Burke realizes they're fighting against the thing his own agency created and gets real pissy about it. Another agent throws a switch, revealing a plate uh, that the artifact conveniently fits into. Edward decides that he's not going to open it, but then Hudgens kind of pops up out of nowhere and just blows the brains out of one of the agents. Yeah, why, I know, did, right? why did he just shoot the one guy? Also, I want to cut back to people dying up top. Uh, there's a, there's mm-hmm. a sequence really of uh, really short, a really of a really short sequence of two agents in particular just walking around slowly before they die. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And really going last, for that alien yeah, effect. The last one to. The the one lady gets her head cut in half, and then well the last guy and she's and her legs are twitching as she's dying or dead. Gets surrounded, and he's about to die, and it cuts away, and you know like and you're expecting like a scream or something, and no, it just cuts back to him still getting murdered. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, so, well, no, it cuts it cuts back to a mannequin yeah. spinning around, and then blood going all over the camera. <laughs> it's like why? That's what it did. Away? Oh my god! Anyway, yeah, sorry, we can we, 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 we can we can fast forward now back to where we were at. I just wanted to point out <laughs> yeah. that, that happened. Oh no, no, yeah. Uh, you know, as much as as long as this movie was the action sequences and the setup for them take entirely too much time up of this movie so there's not really a whole lot to talk about. It's weird. I feel like this episode's going to be about the same length as um, maybe Advent Children. Not a lot going on in this movie, really, when you think about no, it. No, it really <laughs> isn't. I, it's, I it's quite a bit of the notes, too, but honestly, yeah, they, uh, most of them came before that 40-minute mark. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I feel like I feel like the last one we did, Last Order, was a little bit more substantial than this. Or, yeah, and it's so. a better movie. Yeah, and it's 25 minutes <laughs> or 21 minutes long. So, anyway, let's see. Where was I? The panel on the gun. Hudgens. Yeah. Bounce yeah. way down. Uh, let's see. Edward decides that they're not going to open it, but then Hudgens, like, you know, blows away one of the agents. He makes Aelin give him the artifact. Hudgens goes to open the door. Burke throws a knife at him and kills him. But the door opens up anyway. For that character. Yeah. I was really hoping for something more. Something, you know, like, memorable, but no, he just gives a knife to the the heart, I guess. Yep. Yeah. All right. So they go inside, but it looks like it's home to a fuck ton of the Xenos. I love uh, it. It's like a spooky, spooky cave. That's my take. Spooky cave filled with Xenos. <laughs> but it's like would, not that oh, spooky because it just looks like a like bugs crawling around. <laughs> yeah, I hate. I, well, I have a thing about like holes and things crawling out of holes. Uh, like uh, that thing so really, bo- really bothers me. <laughs> so yeah, this was like you uh, found uh, it was very spooky then. <laughs> yeah, this is just like the movie The Cave. Which <laughs> has a bunch of spooky monsters in a cave. Or The Descent. Yeah. Also spooky oh, monsters yeah. in a cave. That's a good movie. We should, watch, monsters, we should watch that movie though. instead. <laughs> I that uh, you know, at this point, we could watch nearly anything. I mean, God, remember how highly we were praising Gremlins? I mean, that's a pretty okay yeah, movie. But, like, movie. you know, compared to everything we're watching, we're like, Jesus Christ, Gremlins is a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, uh, let's see. 
Uh, let's see. Um, so, hey, maybe figure out a way to shut the door, guys, instead of just sitting there staring at it. Just a, just a thought. But uh, the three of them head back to the surface. Burke heads back to make sure the detonator goes off because it didn't go off. So, yeah, just... Oh, like, exactly. Dude, just, time. Yeah, all right. Uh, so he goes to make sure that the thing goes off to keep them trapped. He opens up the door and just randomly starts firing <laughs> at them, know, even though none of them that? are near. <laughs> Like, it's like they forgot to CGI add these things in that were supposed to be close to him that he was shooting. They're like, oh, ran out of budget. I guess we'll just make him look crazy. Yeah, he's like, you didn't need to start shooting yet. You're honestly wasting your time. Most of your time. It's, uh, uh, and then he set the timer on the bomb for like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but he's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's okay. Eh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah, sets the timer five seconds, sleeps. Explosion goes through the entire tunnel. But somehow he survived it. I anyway, somehow. stop, 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 drop and roll, right? Fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, anyway, it's a surprise where we end up at. Go, oh, yeah, yeah. One of one of the four scene or one of the four <laughs> like you know places that That's... we've made in this movie. Uh, so Edward and Aylin come back to the surface, and it turns out they're at the orphanage. Edward finds the nun dead. She killed herself. Good. You yeah. know, I wish I believed in hell, so I. Wish she'd burn in there forever, but I don't. So I yeah, guess. Whatever. He was like, he was like closing your eyes and shit. He's like, no, she sold you out. Yeah, right? yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't understand why he felt any sort of sympathy for her. It's like, no, she killed herself out of guilt for having. Ki- oh, I wonder Selling. because that or wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That orphanage was empty outside of her. Did the other kids get sold out too? Now, uh, I don't know. Probably not. Uh, yeah, well, she, isn't like everyone else va- well, I guess we, uh, everyone else has vanished right <laughs> or something happened <laughs> uh, yeah hold on okay yeah, let's get there alright yeah. so they go back to the city and it's completely empty Edward laments that the Afkani were wiped out for bringing the darkness to light and that it looks like that it's happening again as Edward and Aelin walk off something kind of comes at them and then the credits roll so yeah they're, they're walking around the city ending. and it's completely empty like this ending is like so unsatisfying as like a story. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah, it makes no what, sense what at all. What was the point of any of that movie? That would have... none. There was none. I <laughs> like there yeah. Was, I... No point at all. The point was to make us miserable because <laughs> an hour and forty minutes. Because they spend the whole time to go blow up that nest, and then everyone's still dead or something. I guess there's a sequel to this movie. Oh, good. <laughs> so... I can't wait to find out. Is uh, Christian Slater in that one too? I, I don't oh, know. <laughs> I've actually, you know, I have seen this movie before, and I remember nothing about it. <laughs> what? Like, You've seen this before? I was like, I remembered Christian Slater and Tara Reid were in it. I remembered some the museum, the guy getting killed in the museum, which I'm pretty sure was in the trailer for this movie. <laughs> so this movie is very forgettable. Is what I'm trying to say to anyone listening. So if you thought about watching Gee. Alone in the Dark, don't. Uh, we did that for you. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, we, we we took that bullet for you. So you know, I I would okay. If you're listening to this and you ever ever decide like, hey, I want to watch this movie after I've listened to to these guys talk about it, will you let us know? Like, tweet at us, um, email us, podcast at gamesandjunk.net. I just I am really curious if anybody actually goes out of their way to watch some of these after we've after we've talked about them. Yeah, some of the good ones. God, I don't know. I just I mean. I, like I said, a couple of like the lower third I could see as like watching as kind of like a, oh it's so bad it's kind of entertaining. Well, some to of them aren't see even that, some of them, even the worst ones aren't even fun aren't even entertaining bad. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like uh, I mean like, like the journey the, begins. Okay, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say like I think like Mortal Kombat the journey begins is like the bottom that you could watch and still be like reasonably entertained with just how stupid it is. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Winter Ranch <laughs> is pretty funny, but also way too long for, for, um, yeah, yeah, I feel like we actually give bonus points to the movies that make us laugh at least with how bad they are. We do. That's so, yeah. higher than the actual, yeah. the real shit ones. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, we this, do have this to, is a real shit one. <laughs> we do have to rank, uh, this movable joint. Um, yep. Yeah. All I, right, so Vanessa, you definitely said this is not better than Final Fantasy VII. Advent Children, John, what are you thinking? I don't know about that anymore. I'm going back and forth. Oh, okay. Mind, I feel like it's it's going to be around there, probably. Right? Okay. I mean, yeah. I'd rather watch Zone of the Enders in this movie for sure. Well, I guess not. saying for sure is really strong, but <laughs> sure I would. Yeah, I was going to say. I guess say, John. I, well, uh, hold on, hold on. Zone of the Enders is shorter, yeah, so there's that. Yeah, it's it an is. hour shorter. Yeah. 
This one was as confusing as Advent Children. It's, it's funny that a lot of the movies down here are just the longest movies on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like really, like only Zone of the Enders and Sin are like the exceptions to that rule. Fuck sin. <laughs> um, let's see. I get this is a better movie than Wing Commander. This is right. It is oh, right. Totally. It's yeah. One hundred percent. I think yeah. it's either above or below. Advent Children. Fantasy, Advent Children. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So it's it's kind of coming down to is it is it better or worse than Advent Children? It was less confusing than Advent Children. Uh, okay. But, and uh, also, I don't think there, there is not. <laughs> yes, but here's the thing too. You also like Vanessa. Like, if you didn't have me to explain Advent Children at all, like that movie would have made zero sense. At least this had something resembling like a narrative that like kind of followed through, even though it took a shit at yeah, the end. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. It's definitely an improvement over House of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Uh, Not by much, but it's an improvement. Like, the acting is at least passable in this. Is it passable? <laughs> Do you I, remember I, House I of the Dead? I was thinking, like, the acting is better in this than it was in House of the Dead. because. Yeah. Uh, oh, it is. It is. I agree. The, like, I rec- first of all, I, you re- I recognize the actors, um, for better or worse. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I do think, I think this is better than Advent Children. I was I was more aggressively bored during Advent Children than this movie. Oh. Yeah, this was just like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, at least there was some attempts at action sequences here that actually had some impact, even if they were stupid. Yeah, there's there's a lot of gore for gore's sake, as we said. Um, uh-huh. The ending is really bad. <laughs> uh, what's the ending? What's the ending? Of Advent Children. Mm, I think all, they all die, maybe, or uh, <laughs> no, 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 they God all is like God or something now, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, the geo, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the baptism thing and the geo stigma goes away. Yeah, and, this yeah, movie's yeah, better yeah, than yeah. that movie. <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, that, I'm okay, say, yeah. I'm gonna say this is our new number thirty-three. All right. Whoops. Yep. Yep. Done. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, congrats to Alone in the Dark for being one of the 33 greatest video game movies ever made. It's uh, an honor to be nominated. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As of, uh, as of yeah. September 14th, 2005. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What the hell are we doing to ourselves? So what are we doing to ourselves? We're doing this for uh, for you guys. And if you want to uh, you know indulge us a little bit, go over to patreon.com slash gamesandjunk. Over there, you can kick in a few bucks, help us out with the show. Uh, you'll get a bonus segment, and honestly, the bonus segment uh, for this episode is probably going to be longer than the actual episode, because we recorded for about a half hour before we started doing this, and after I get done editing, it'll probably be like 20-something minutes, and then we're doing a bonus segment after. So, yeah, there's always more of us, and at the end of this one, we're going to be talking about positive things, because it's a... By the time you're hearing this, uh, hopefully things have mellowed out, but we are right in the middle of a really bad part of this whole COVID-19 thing Mm -hmm. going on, and rather than me sit here and make myself sadder uh, by looking, <laughs> looking up trivia for this movie. I decided, I decided, Hey, let's just talk about, let's just do like a positivity round table for each other. This way it'll be a little while before we get to record again. Cause we're recording like way ahead of schedule. Um, yeah. I just thought like, Hey, that'd be good. So, but yeah, if you want to hear that, you got to go over to patreon.com slash games and junk and kick in five bucks. Vanessa, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've got one last fun thing about this movie. Maybe the most fun thing in the entire episode. Are okay. Are you guys ready? I'm strapped in. So the original the original script was written by a guy named Blair Erickson, mm-hmm. and okay. it was a much better movie. And then UA Bull rewrote it, um, and this is what Blair had to say about it. The original the original script took the Alone in the Dark premise and depicted it as if it were actually based on a true story of a private investigator in the northeastern U.S. whose missing persons case began to uncover a disturbing paranormal secret. It was told through the eyes of a writer following Edward Carnby and his co-worker for a novel and depicted them as real-life blue-collar folks who never expected to find hideous beings waiting for them in the dark. We tried to stick close to the H.P. Lovecraft style and the low-tech nature of the original game, always keeping the horror in the shadows so you never saw what was coming for them. Thankfully, Dr. Bull was able to hire his loyal team of hacks to crank out something much better than our crappy story and added all <laughs> sorts of terrifying former movie essentials like opening gateways to alternate dimensions, bimbo blonde archaeologists, sex scenes, mad scientists, slimy dog monsters, special armed forces designed to battle slimy G- CG dog monsters, Tara Reed, Matrix slow motion gun battles, and car chases. 
Oh, yeah, and a 10-minute opening backstory scroll read aloud to the illiterate audience. The only people able to successfully miss all the negative reviews. I mean, hell, Bull knows what's where. that's where the real scares lie. Wow. Wow. Well, this guy really went to town on him, didn't he? Jeez. He was real Blair. angry about it. Blair he Harrison. let him fucking have it. Fuck. That was my, that was my, my that favorite did sound, part of the that whole That sounded better thing. to me. Uh, well, it did sound, it sounded like a lot better, right? Yeah. You know what that kind of sounds like? That kind of sounds like Alan Wake. I was, I was getting Alan Wake vibe from that, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, that's that's also some well-tread ground of, like, the investigator getting uh, wrapped up in a small town, like, horror conspiracy kind of thing. But, you know, it's still, it probably would have, it could have been scary, depending on, the like, you know, the the direction of it, but it, I, if Uva Bull yeah, definitely it wasn't probably not, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well there we go. So uh, where was that? Oh yeah, Patreon plugs. Uh, so yeah, just go over to Patreon.com/slash/GamesAndJunk. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of tiers over there. You can chip in a few bucks. Um, hell, even if you want to kick in one dollar, that would be greatly appreciated. I know times are a little tough for everybody right now, but uh, hey, you know, even a dollar. I mean, you know, it's not like you're able to go to Starbucks or anything right now, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> if anything, we'll be listening to us. Yeah, exactly. And finally, you can follow us on Twitter at Multimedia Fail. You can follow me uh, at Jason Ariella. You can follow Vanessa at Vicarious Rock. And you can follow John at John Lucero777. And also, um, I before I forget again, let me go ahead and thank Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, and you two for <laughs> kicking in the five bucks and getting a shout out on the show. So yeah, that's something else to get on the show there. So anyway, um, I think that'll wrap up everything. What are we watching next time, guys? Uh, Pokemon Lucario time. What's it called? Uh, Lucario, <laughs> Lucario and the Mew. There it is. And <laughs> and following that, we have Street Fighter Alpha Generations. Oh God. Okay. Uh, gotta... And after that, House of the Dead two. And then Doom. <laughs> and then Doom. The, the shining yeah. light at the end of this short period of time such a crazy statement because <laughs> yeah. that movie is not good but i love I it know, no, got no. the rock in it, though, so it's gonna be so good you, but that was kind of that was kind of prior have, to the rock you, being a have thing, you guys though. seen that movie no yeah i did when it first came out on dvd and that was that you know i want to say like at one point i was making so much money for the company i work for uh because you know they used to pay us decently and they don't anymore but anyway that's a different thing altogether um <laughs> that i literally was just buying dvds instead of renting them and then just selling them away like day after i watched them <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I watched it like the day it came out and then sold it so i've seen it a couple of times <laughs> okay that doesn't you know that uh that doesn't that doesn't bode confidence there. don't ruin it for me guys i'm very I won't, excited i won't i won't it's i'm okay i'm excited okay. too. all right well until next time guys i'm um, just be careful out there and just take care of yourselves and wash just remember hands. we've got a whole wash yeah wash your hands we've got a whole whole back catalog of stuff you can listen to between this the game club the old podcast that's retired i mean there's you know literally like 50 something episodes of that just kind of hanging up there on the site and uh rock out with your card out too so um yeah just keep yourself safe keep yourselves at home listen to a bunch of podcasts and until next time trust the fungus at least the blair erickson cut Suckers!